Hello, and my name is Peter Rushma, and I'm your host today of a Half Dozen Things podcast. A Half Dozen Things is a podcast for business owners and professionals just like you. Whether you're an underdog hungry for success or you're already smashing it but want to continue to level up, we're here each week for you to get insight and learning from the very best in the business. No fluff, no BS and no self-proclaimed gurus talking about how easy business or life is. Just real, frank and raw conversations. Welcome to today's Rushcast. And today I wanted to talk about some of the BS that I see floating around social media around the transport sector. And I've picked out six diamonds that I just want to dispel that I think are total BS and I think it's toxic and I think that we need to try and work together to improve those as a sector. Have a listen in, see what you think. Let me know what other BS rules that you've come across in transport that are just really unhelpful too. Good afternoon, everyone. I hope you are well today on this fine Tuesday afternoon. Um, what a lovely day it is as well. I don't know what it's like where you are, but where I am, the sky's pretty grey and it's uh, pretty wet, particularly for the end of May, which is a which is a bit frustrating. So, yeah, hope everyone's well. Thank you for joining me on this lunchtime live. Um, I'm going to be speaking to you about six BS rules that are really misconceptions in transport, which is my way of just uh, having a little bit of fun at some of the things I see on social media and the attitudes that we see during CPC training and that sort of thing. And just hoping to dispel some of the myths around the sector and how we can work together to move forward to to improve things as best that we can so uh, that's the aim of the session it's been a bit of a stressful morning this morning so uh, I was heading north up the A1 in my uh, little red uh, 13 year old Fiesta and much like a uh, stroppy teenager that it is it really didn't want to go up there today so I ended up having to uh, do a U-turn at Newark and and come back like literally limp mode uh, just sort of shuddering along at at 45 50 mile an hour which wasn't ideal having the wagons pass me it was super embarrassing so yeah what a what a nightmare that's been this morning so I'm I'm a little less prepared than I'd anticipated being but hey that's all good I know what my six things are so the the six BS rules that are actually misconceptions in transport so in at number six is I saw a post the other day on Facebook where a transport manager said that to be a great transport manager, you need to really be able to understand mechanics of a vehicle and be able to change a gearbox or something ridiculous like that. So I just wanted to say, do you know what? That's rubbish. I've never heard so much rubbish in all my life. I think that transport managers need to be a lot of things and they need to be really skilled at many, many different things. But ultimately, uh, they don't need to be able to strip a gearbox. So, um, yeah, it's uh, I don't know where that came from, but it's really unhelpful. I think, um, you know, a transport manager qualification, nowhere in it does it ask about uh, that sort of thing. I think there's there's value in understanding the... Uh, a vehicle there's understand value and understanding the equipment it's fitted with and obviously a, a vital part of being a good transport manager is being able to do a walk around check with a driver and being able to make sure that we can see what are defects and what's road safety related so i do recommend having some training 
but uh, as it as far as it go, uh, when it comes to uh, stripping, refitting, and fixing gearboxes, let's just leave that to the specialists and let the vehicle technicians do it. We'd be really short on the ground on good quality transport managers if uh, if everyone had to go to uh, go and become a trained, fully trained mechanic beforehand. So uh, yeah, that's my little piece on that. And then in at, in at number five is around. Uh, Drivers aren't proper drivers unless they've driven an Eaton twin splitter gearbox. So for those of you that aren't in the transport sector, the Eaton twin splitter gearbox is a, is a gearbox which was used way back in the day. Uh, you know, nostalgia really sort of kicks in and uh, I might get shot down by a lot of uh, old school drivers here. But do you know what? Current vehicles aren't fitted with manual boxes. They're fitted with auto boxes. And do you know what makes a great driver these days is one who doesn't have accidents, one who is a safe driver, one who makes sure that he does his walk-around checks, doesn't get any infringements, and makes sure that he saves as much fuel as absolutely possible. That's what makes a great driver. And someone who's a fantastic uh, brand ambassador for the company they work for. In my opinion, that's what's important and not actually around what type of gearbox someone has driven in the past. I think that... All of these six areas, they have a common thread run through them around judging and belittling of other people in the sector. And I think that sometimes it can be a bit unhealthy, not so much on LinkedIn, but particularly on Facebook. There can be this um, level of judgment from one driver to another or one transport manager to another. And actually, we should all sort of work together to uh, to be the best that we can be and to learn from each other as well. But yeah, absolutely. I think uh, yeah, the, to be the best driver, I think it's really important that you're safe. You don't get infringements. You don't, you know, put an uh, operator compliance risk score at risk by any of your activity that you drive in a safe and fuel efficient manner. I think those are the things we need to look at, not necessarily your ability to drive a manual gearbox. Um, but obviously, if uh, if a fleet's got manual, then you need to be able to do that. But um, certainly current vehicles with with auto and uh, cruise control, it's, it's not so much of an issue these days. And uh, absolutely, attitude is everything. OK, so just to dispel that one and then and then the in at number four the fourth bs rule that i want to dispel was around drivers making the best transport managers so i think this might be a little bit contentious um but i'm going to go for it anyway so i've just discussed what makes a good driver now what makes a good transport manager is someone who is very competent at what they do. And what do you need to be to be competent to be a transport manager? Well, you need to understand what your obligations are as an operator. You need to be able to help an operator be able to um, make sure they can uphold all of their obligations and statutory documents to, to the Office of the Traffic Commissioner. You need to make sure that they can be green in their operator compliance risk score. But nowhere in there does it say that you need to have been a good driver. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that drivers don't make good transport managers because I'm sure they do. And potentially, I would say when it comes to planning, that's much more vital to be able to understand the time that things take and, and obviously planning and, and route planning and that kind of thing. But actually, from a from a compliance point of view, I don't think I don't think the two are necessarily um you know that I don't think they're necessarily uh mutually inclusive. I think I think that actually people who who diversify their skill set from other sectors and come into transport management and learn about how we do things can bring new ideas and fresh ideas and fresh ways of doing things and ultimately as long as 
um, a uh, operation is compliant, then that's really what matters. So actually, what, what's gone before doesn't necessarily matter. You know, ultimately, the qualification to be a transport manager is the transport manager qualification. So I think we need to get away from the judging and belittling of transport managers who potentially haven't driven previously. I think it's the part of the skill set is to have that empathy um, because part of managing a team of drivers is to be able to understand that situation and to be able to help support them. But I think that that, you know, being able to communicate with people is far more, far more important than actually previously being a driver. There's previous drivers whose communication skills probably aren't really um, up to being able to lead and manage a, a team of people safely and effectively when actually that skill set is vital to the role, absolutely vital to the role. So, um, yeah, ultimately it comes down to safety, guys, and uh, the best safety people are often uh, going to make the best sort of transport managers. So it's all about what sort of culture you can create and uh, the systems you can put in place because ultimately it does come down to, to those things. So those are the first three of the six BS rules that I wanted to, to dispel. Hi, it's Pete from Flagship Partners. We're really proud to sponsor a Half Dozen Things podcast. At Flagship Partners, we take road safety really seriously and we're your road safety partnership. We help transport companies with compliance and training across their businesses, including first aid, driver CPC and other transport management services. So if your fours accredited or you want to improve your operator compliance risk score, give Flagship Partners a call today. In third place was about the need to have like 40 or 50 years experience in the sector and how that's better than someone who's maybe had five or 10. Now, one of the things that's really important is having a growth mindset and a learning mindset and being open to learning. And actually, I've I've come across plenty of people who have been in the sector for 40 years, but you know what? They've had the same lot of experience 40 times. So they're not 40 years experience. They're one year's experience 40 times over and it's just got repetitive. Um, and these are the people who aren't passionate about what they do they they want to turn up and they want to get paid the best money and you know they think they think that the world owes them something because of that level of experience i'm not saying that that's incorrect because there's plenty of people who have got loads of experience and absolutely fantastic as well but ultimately it isn't down to that i think it's about your capacity for learning and what journey you've been on and it's all about taking that into account and uh, again less on linkedin but much more on facebook i see i see it regularly where um you know essentially I, I know more than you because i've been doing it longer and that's that's not necessarily uh, the right approach to take particularly when i look at the overall um the overall uh, joy of this session which is around making sure that we don't judge and belittle other people in the sector uh Hello to Martin, who's listening. Hello, Martin, and good morning, Andy. I hope you're doing well. Uh, if you drop me a comment, I can see it below. Uh, what, what's one of your BS rules that um, you think is actually a misconception in transport? So um, I've been through um, that mechanics don't necessarily make the best here, or you need to have been a mechanic to, to be a good transport manager. I've dispelled that. I've seen that previously uh, where someone's posted about it. I think that's absolutely untrue, and I've talked about that. Um, I've talked about how you don't necessarily have to have been a driver to make a good transport manager, but it does absolutely help. Um, and then also around that um, someone in transport doesn't know anything unless they've previously driven a manual. And I think that's a bit unhelpful for new drivers into the sector that we need to be nurturing people in. And uh, obviously it's not ideal if they've not ever had access to those things before. So, um, yeah, 40 years experience. And then the second one is around the seven hour CPC. So this is really, really contentious, but 
one of the things that flagship do we do loads and loads of training not just in the transport sector but we do training across the board and um, we carry out first aid training we do manual handling all sorts of different safety training and one of the things that's really interesting is how this the seven hour rule has as is part of driver cpc now as an approved uh jout uh driver cpc training center we're absolutely on board that that's what the rule is and absolutely we do follow it you know to to the t um yeah <laughs> thank you james yeah absolutely yeah one year's experience 40 times over that's absolutely right um yeah so um yeah where was i uh that's just throwing me yeah seven hour cpc so when did when did judging learning outcomes come from a time-bound challenge? And I think this is one of the things that we kind of need to get over. Don't get me wrong, the rules are the rules, so we have to play by the rules with um, with CPC training. There's seven hours, that's what it has to be, and that's fine. Or there's the new rule where you can do two hours of online learning and then five hours in the classroom, and that's great. But I think the challenge around um the challenge around the sector is actually we really need to look to reduce that time but make it more regular and i think uh, i think everyone would probably agree with that that actually taking toolbox talks and memos and team meetings and those sorts of things that are always a real struggle to put on i think they're going to have the biggest impact not necessarily um having drivers all together for seven hours at a time because that's not it, that, that can start to become a challenging environment after a period of time so Obviously, we can't change the rules. They are what they are. But my, my 10 pennies worth is that if in the future we look to uh, we, we look to improve what we've already got or we look to develop the system we've already got, I definitely think that there's room for looking to increase the regularity of driver training, um, even mandatory training like CPC. We need to increase the regularity and reduce the overall time at any one time because I think the it's about the impact and it's about the the quality of the learning and making sure that learning outcomes are hit and actually we can hit some really great learning outcomes in a short period of time and uh, and then the next week we can move on to something different and something different the following week and we continue to develop and improve and and hit home rather than bombarding someone with a load of information over seven hours I think sometimes that 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 can be counterproductive but you know we, we do our absolute best and as cpc providers we do our absolute best to to make sure that we get as much value as possible for for operators from from any driver cpc training um but i think uh, i think that's something that we could look to do to to evolve and then in at number one is and it follows on nicely from the driver from the driver cpc thing is and that's around drivers who go i've been driving for years and i don't need to learn and i and, and literally, it makes my toes curl because absolutely, from every sector, from every profession, from every role, there is always something to learn. It doesn't matter how long you've been doing something. Um, <laughs> I've just seen Andy Andy's comment around one hour's training squeezed into seven hours. That isn't what I'm suggesting. It's, a, it's a squeezing training into... Uh, oh yeah no I understand what you're saying sort of stretching out an hour's worth of learning in seven hours yeah absolutely so everyone knows if that's the case if that's what the course is everyone knows that you're longing it out right so you've got to make sure there's enough value over seven hours but actually all of that information will get lost over time um, and it absolutely will over a seven hour period all of that information is not it's, it's so hard to be able to absorb that over a seven hour period and that that is my challenge absolutely Andy um, yeah okay so apologies um I was going to talk about um, drivers who feel they don't need to learn. It's absolutely vital that 
particularly when we do run CPC courses, there's always value to be had. There's always things to be learned. There's always something new that's coming up. There's always a new public inquiry to discuss or a new situation that's come about or, you know, that no one can know everything. They're so, so broad. You know, we, we, we're fortunate to work uh, with a great company called Road Skills who provide 36 online courses for drivers over a period of one one a month at a time, which is a fantastic way of developing drivers, just short 15 to 20 minutes a month. Um, you know, toolbox talks are great ways for developing and actually understanding that this is something that we need to do. We need to improve. We need to get better. The legislation gets bigger and um, there's new things that come in, direct vision standard, uh, earned recognition. Um, you know, there's still you know, drivers are getting challenged with infringements or don't fully understand driver's hours. Let's make sure that we're continually developing all the time. So that's the key thing for me is that we need to improve the culture as a sector around learning and development, but also um, when dispelling those six BS rules that I'm suggesting, um, we really need to think about reducing how much we judge and belittle others, particularly on social media, because I think it doesn't make transport as friendly and welcoming place as it should be um, and we've got a real shortage of people and it's causing lots of stress and pressure on people and we really really need to embrace new people into the sector and we don't you know we we don't want to um, continue to rub people's faces in it when they're when they're not as experienced it's really important that we nurture people on that journey and we make sure we set up professional development plans and help to improve them so that's it from me if anyone's got any other suggestions about bs rules that they've come up with that they want to put in the comments and that'd be absolutely great um, but i hope you've enjoyed it and uh yeah take care catch you soon i really hope you loved today's episode and if you did please make sure you subscribe and listen out for future episodes too please do share it across your social media channels we hope to reach more and help more people if you want to find out more about me, my name's Pete Rushmer. You'll find me across any social media channel and my business, Flagship Partners, and we're your partners in success across your business. Thank you. See you again soon.